Hey y'all, I'm Kua. And this is Kendra. And this is the Black Gems Dive In Podcast. Podcast about inclusive cultures and everything DEI. y'all we are back uh for another episode of the black gems dive in podcast this is season four episode four i'm super excited to be here again um i am flying solo today i have um a couple things that i've talked about with my co-host she can't make it but she's here in spirit as always um but we have some amazing guests that we're going to be joining us today and we're really excited to have y'all um before we do that we always like to dive in and get right to a hot topic. So I'm going to dive in um, and then we'll introduce you as well. So we're going to dive in. The topic today is um, about some leadership changes that are happening in Buffalo uh, with our nonprofit sector. Trina Burris is being named the CEO of the United Way of Buffalo. And so we're super excited uh, to hear that. Um, I know that that post was was led by uh, Mike Weiner, who had been in that position for about 12, 13 years. Um, so she has some really big shoes to fill, but we are super excited for her. Congratulations, Trina. We can't wait to see what you do um, at the United Way. So we're actually going to jump in and introduce our guests today. Super excited to have Durgum and Leah. They are going to talk a little bit about um, Lockstep. And Lockstep is uh, a platform that was created for a safe space for people of color, of course, we advocate for a lot of different folks on our podcasts, um, but we want to make sure that we talk a little bit more about what that looks like. How do we create safe spaces uh, for people of color? Um, this is an application, and y'all going to tell us a little bit more about that. So I want to invite y'all to uh, introduce yourself. Leah, you want to go first and just talk a little bit about what you're doing? Well, thank you for having um, Durgam and I on the show today. Absolutely. So my name is Leah Angel Daniel, and I am the founder and executive director of Fostering Greatness, Inc. So that is a, um, a nonprofit organization that assists foster care youth, young adults, and alumni of color who are transitioning out of the foster care system. But I also assumed another position, which is my nine to five. Okay. Um, okay. I am currently the director of the Care Management Coalition of Western New York. Okay. Located at 1021 Broadway. So I'm truly excited about that. And um, I'm here today with Durgum because we serve on the oversight committee um, for the leaders of color. I was in the first cohort for the Rockwood um, leaders of color. Yes. And yep. so um, this has been an amazing journey just watching this small idea flourish to something bigger and better than what we imagined. So I'll turn it over to Durgum and he'll introduce himself. And we'll go from there. And before we do that, if Leah sounds familiar, that's because she's actually been on the podcast. I should have said that before. So welcome back to the podcast. It's always great to get folks to come back and, and share some more knowledge with us. So happy to have you again. Thank Durgum. you. Cool. Thank you for having yeah. us. Really, really excited to talk to you today for many reasons. But the lockstep, which stands for Leaders of Color uh, Socializing to Encourage Progress. Okay. Um, it, it's a platform that was funded, supported by the Oshai Foundation, and it really started because of the need in the community for safe spaces that mm -hmm. allows for authentic conversations, conversations that allow for transparency without needing to whisper or code mm. switch. And mm. that was the need that really stemmed um, or encouraged us and motivated Leah and I and our other um, colleagues on the oversight committee to be part of not just the oversight of the creation of this platform, but also mm -hmm. the design. Mm -hmm. um, I, I always say that 
you know, th- this saying resonates with me in everything I do. Yeah. Which is nothing about us without us is for us. So to create a platform that's made for people of color mm-hmm. without them being at the very center of the creation, the mm-hmm. design, mm-hmm. It, it's hard to make that argument. And that's why the Oshai were very intentional in, yeah. in going about creating this platform. And that's why I've been working with Leah for the past year and a half um, in the design okay. side of it. Um, and finally, we're ready to launch it to see the fruits of our labor. Yes. Um, it, it's very, very exciting time for us. It is exciting. Well, first of all, congratulations. Thank I you. know uh, being um, kind of changed tangential to some of the conversations that have been going on. Um, Oshai has been doing a really great job of bringing leaders of color together, right? Mm-hmm. So I know the Rockwood Foundation um, is a program, and it's the Karen Lee Spaulding Oshai Leaders of Color program, That's right. yes. um, where they actually, people will apply, they become a part of this larger cohort, go through a training, a week-long conversation, and then That's throughout right. the year have different opportunities to kind of engage with one another. So mm-hmm. I think, um, you know, we'd be remiss not to just mention Karen Lee Spaulding, who has played Absolutely. a really large role in terms of putting that together um, and coming, making sure that that came yeah, to fruition. shout out to Karen. <laughs> and shout out to Mark Scott, who, Absolutely. you know, uh, came after Karen and who's been making um, big strides with us, you know, um, Karen is still supportive okay. in everything that we're doing, and she shows up, and she's she's there, you know, um, and she still um, is part of the process. So mm-hmm, mm-hmm. it really, really um, works for us. Yeah. And then with uh, Mark just, you know, being there, being new, and just coming in and just you know really taking a role within Lockstep and really allowing us to basically uh, mediate everything and really move forward. But he really believes in the process and believes in us. So um, I just like having him there as as the leader and, you know, really just asking us, what do you think? What do you want to do? What does this look like? And, you know, it really, we're really in control of this. And I think that's, you know, it's amazing because, Durgham, you said something. And honestly, I think it was a longer version for what I would say, like, FUBU, right? (laughs) For us, by us, right? Like, making sure that we're integral in that process um, where we're designing things and and have our needs in mind, right? But I think it speaks really to Oshai and saying, hey, we, we see that this is a need. We're going to support it. Um, speaking of new leadership, Oshai is also under new leadership as yes. well with Christina Orsi as their new uh, president and CEO. And so I think just that continuation of, um, you know, just larger ideas that bring people together is really important to highlight. So, you know, under that notion of forest bias, can you just both of y'all just talk a little bit more about the application itself and the platform. What does that look like? What type of conversations are going to be hosted on there? Mm -hmm. I'm actually like, I was a part of the, I don't know if this is the beta or whatever phase it was. Right. (laughs) Um, And so I see some of those conversations coming through, which have been really cool. Right. (laughs) Like book club conversations that are happening. People talking about maybe job opportunities. What, what else can people expect on this platform? Well, uh, let me just take a step back and take it to the Karen Spaulding Oshai okay. um, Rockwood Fellowship, which was really the origins of how I even got involved with the okay. entire mm-hmm. lockstep. And my involvement started when I was a CS Buffalo, mm. when our organization... Uh, Jamil is, is raising his hands. People I, can't see I, that. I see Jamil. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I still say our organization when I say say yes. <laughs> Because of the inclusive culture, I, I always say it's a family culture. Mm-hmm. Because I always, everywhere I go, I'm, I feel like I'm a part of this team and that team. Okay. Mm-hmm. But I'd say yes, I always felt like I was a part of fam, a family. 
Awesome. So it, it's mm -hmm. tough for me to walk away, although I walked away from the organization to say they, yeah. I still say we. Okay. Because once your family, your family. Absolutely. Right? Mm -hmm. Absolutely. So again, just taking it back, say yes, really encourage the, it, you know, the culture in the organization of, of self-development and mm -hmm. growth professionally, mm -hmm. personally. And when that opportunity opened up, Dave Russ was the first to send an email and say, if anybody's interested, I'll, I'll encourage you, support you okay. in the process. So when I applied, um, I got all the support I needed internally. I got through the program. It was the pandemic. Okay. So it was the first phase of the fellowship, the leadership cohort that was fully virtual. Gotcha. So both us, the students, and the facilitators were both learning how to cope with this new mm. method of mm -hmm. delivery. Mm -hmm. And after it was done, we learned something that was, I feel like it's at the core of everything I do today, which is courageous conversations. Okay. Yes. Conversations that require you to drop down the filter and just look somebody in the eye and say, this is exactly how I feel. Hmm. So those really led me then to say, well, I love what I'm doing at Say Yes, but now I want to push myself to grow, to be of more use to other leaders of color in the community. Okay. And support my community in more ways than what I did in my previous role with Say Yes. And mm -hmm. that's how I joined the United Way. Gotcha. In my current role as the uh, program director for Work Life Solutions, which is a program that focuses on empowering and supporting the workforce in Buffalo mm -hmm. um, across all sectors. So this is where I am today. This is how I got to where I am today. But one thing that was really integral to how I got to where I did yeah. was the, my involvement with the Oshai Foundation Fellowship, the Rockwood Fellowship Program, because I even remember as part of my interview with the United Way, like they asked me, well, you're part of this. You just did this second cohort with Oshai. What is that? Tell us more about that. Gotcha. Mm -hmm. And could you not? I think my interview was a full hour, all in all. The first 20 minutes, I knocked out the first maybe five, six questions they asked me. Okay. And then the rest 40, you know, 30 minutes, I spent just talking about the impact of the program hmm. and what it did for mm -hmm. me as a professional. Hmm. Yes. And in hindsight, you know, that may have been why I am where I am today. Okay. Um, which I really, really appreciate the fact that it, it was a stepping stone for me as a person of color hmm. to get to where I am today. Mm -hmm. And I'm sure with certainty that every cohort doesn't matter who the person is and leah was the first cohort she yes, led the I pack was the first cohort <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yes. i'm sure everybody <laughs> was impacted by this program in a meaningful way absolutely but the extent of that mm -hmm. impact mm -hmm. differs based on where we are in our careers in our sure you know, life sure. in general sure yes because so. During that time, I know um, I had just had a baby when I went into cohort one, and um, I was really trying to find my way. Okay. You know, um, I've always been a leader in some way, shape, or form, but I'm like, what am I going to do now? I'm approaching 40. Um, what are my next steps? Mm -hmm. I'm finishing up my doctoral degree in executive leadership. What's next? Mm -hmm. What kind mm -hmm. of impact and influence do I want to uh, project out to the people that, you know, I'm with a lot of the times yeah. and who I want to assist. And as you all know, um, my focus is the foster care community, right. one of the most forgotten, um, underserved and um, just, you know, they're out here, you know, homeless without stability. And it's like, how do I impact them and influence mm -hmm. them? 
what do I do? And again, having those courageous conversations, mm. um, really assisting others in their perception of what they think of or the stereotypes that are out there of this particular population. So just saying that, you know, this is what foster care youth need. This yeah. is what they're going through. And a lot of times, you know, I am a foster care alumni myself. I went through the foster care system and people mm-hmm. will say, you don't and look, look like at the you've level been, of success right, you've been able right, to get exactly. to. Right, exactly. So right. going through a program like that really helped with my sense of worth. Okay. Helped me with knowing that I can grow more and learn more. Mm-hmm. And it instilled this type of, how can I say, it's like not mojo or not, you know, just this type of strength that I knew that I had these group of individuals who really understood mm. me, that we would we talked about, um, they were going to, you know, hold me accountable, yeah. but also they were going to assist me in my journey. Now, since then I had like two or three jobs yeah. and they were like, listen, Lee, if it's not for you to move to the next level, <laughs> you know, go do these different things. Right. But they also supported me when okay. I had events for, you know, these foster care youth and, um, you know, just having conversations mm-hmm. with people that you knew who understood some of the hardships mm-hmm. or the microaggressions mm-hmm. that you go through. And again, I can't say it enough, that safe space, knowing that what you spoke about, you're not going to hear about mm-hmm. at the table the rules, with the, right? you know, yeah, yes, yeah. what's said here stays here, right. you know, and that. So I think um, just having that, because a lot of times, especially as people of color, we don't have those safe spaces. Hmm. We don't know who to trust to, you know, because there's retaliation. Right. If you speak about certain things or what's going to happen to my job. And a lot of us cannot afford to not have a job, right. you know? Right. So I, I, I that, think even more yeah. dangerous is, sometimes the false sense of safety Hmm. where you join an organization because of the mission it's like oh we're all about inclusion diversity and it's not their truth it is not because when you come (laughs) to the spaces you look you look around and you see people that have same skin color as you or Mm -hmm. same background as you Mm -hmm. and you notice that every time they're speaking their truth their voice and tone go down hmm. and they're looking right and left before they speak their truth. Yeah. And that immediately begs the question, well, where is inclusion? Mm-hmm. Sure, it's in the mission, but where is it in practice? Yeah. And, yeah. and this really annoys me, bugs me, bothers me because the spaces then in the community where you're looking around to for support and empowerment, especially when you're looking for mentorship. Yes. yes. This is where I Absolutely. find the most value. Yeah. Because when I look around in Buffalo, there's so many people that I look at as role models yeah. because of their, their true definition of leadership. Yes. They're the leadership in practice, not just in, in marketing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I then, think that's a, I, I think it's exactly a, a, a really great point to land on too, like in terms of that mentorship. And that's something that we often talk about mm-hmm. like on the pod where, you know, for people of color, there are different nuances that we yes. might go through in our experience, our professional um, journeys that you can't just talk to anybody about, right? Like right. you, I can look at you and give you a look that you might recognize more than, you know, someone who's not of color, right? Mm-hmm. And so you, you're hitting on something around like mentorship and creating those opportunities to kind of come together. And that honestly sounds like what that, the Rockwood Foundation, like the Rockwood um, program was about because you also had peer mentorship yes. where you could lean on each other and say, hey, mm-hmm. I've gone through this specific issue. Have you, and how did you kind of figure out right. what yeah. to do about right. it, you know? Yeah. And it's people of all different ages. So it's yeah. not just like young leaders or older leaders, like it's a mixed group. So you have mixed experiences okay. and some people who, you know, 
I retired and they're like, listen, I went through this already, you know, and then we have younger professionals who, you know, they're like, okay, I see, you know, how this is going and I want to learn some more of yeah, these skills. So yeah. it's, it's really a variety of different things. And so we're always learning. Right. Mm. And then I think one of the opportunities that the lockstep provides mm -hmm. us as people of color is it really helps us avoid being in a position where there's this kind of like uh, preconceived uh, notion that you're a black woman, you must be the expert in X. You're a black man, you must be the expert in X. You're a brown man, you must be the expert in X. And I felt that all the time. Okay. Mm -hmm. Because as a, a, a new American, I came to this country as a refugee 16 years ago, yeah. as an Iraqi refugee. And when I came here, my experience was unique to me mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. because as a refugee, I came as a refugee from Iraq, but transitioned through Jordan. Okay. There are refugees who come from Syria who transitioned through Turkey. The refugees who come from Rwanda, who come through Egypt. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Each one of us, though we're all refugees, though we've had that shared experience, yeah. but it is a unique experience is what's mm -hmm. really important. Mm -hmm. So then as a result, I oftentimes find people looking at me saying, well, you know, this person is seeking asylum. You know, do you know the next step in what they have to do? And I'm like, no, I don't. Yeah. Like, I, yeah. as a matter of fact, I don't. <laughs> as but a matter of fact. <laughs> but, but this is, this is, I think, I see it everywhere. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah. Because I, I, in many ways, organizations just taking it back to that sense of, you know, let's check the box mm -hmm. of diversity. Mm -hmm. Now that we mm -hmm. have people of color working for us, right. we must be all about inclusion and diversity, but in practice, we're not. Yeah. Those same individuals inside those spaces are also being put in positions where they're looked at Very like, all right, point. tell us about diversity. Good point. Very I, good point. Yeah, I, I, I may live it. Right. That's my life. That's my experience. But I'm not the expert to come and teach you it. And mm -hmm. challenge systems. And it's not my job to, to do it either. Absolutely. Right. And, and that's why sometimes <laughs> it puts us in a, in, yes. in a really tough position yeah. where it jeopardizes even our, like, our liveliness in terms mm -hmm. of like, our jobs. Mm -hmm. Because, well, I thought it was safe space. And here I am preaching. Right. But before you know it, all those HR folks are taking notes of every single <laughs> comment. They're like, wait a minute. Right. Did, did I overstep? Did I right. make somebody uncomfortable? And I always say that courageous conversations are uncomfortable conversations. Sure. They have to be uncomfortable because otherwise it's the same conversation that's mm -hmm. being had for the hundredth mm -hmm. time. And clearly it's not moving. And where does change come from? Where does that? change? Right. right. I, right. A change has to be uncomfortable. Right. Because otherwise it's, it's probably just more of the same that's branded differently. I agree. Yeah. I and so. you get to learn other people's perceptions. You right. know, a, a lot of us have different backgrounds, although we may be people of color. Mm -hmm. You know, um, our experiences, how we've grown up, our beliefs, our values. So those things, we have to take those into account also, right, right, you know, and right. learn how to respect each other. You may not agree with everything that I say, but that respect factor has to be there. hundred percent. Right. And then yes. it, it's all rooted in, in inclusion, I say. Mm -hmm. Yes. Mm -hmm. Because I use this as an example, and it shows you how much trust and empowerment Oshai gave us, the Oversight Committee, yeah. and the lockstep um, mm -hmm. um, design uh, I suppose, time, years. Mm -hmm. Because I, I remember vividly at, at some point when Karen had just left, Mark Scott was just coming into mm -hmm. the position. And the lockstep was originally created as a platform for leaders of color in the nonprofit sector. Right. Uh, okay. And then internally, we looked at each other and we said, well, hold on a second. I know friends who work in the private right. sector who right. are more or who are less supported right. than pinpoint anybody. Right. right? 
because maybe in their within their um, sector, mm-hmm. the dynamics, the cultures of their organizations mm-hmm. don't mm-hmm. even encourage those type of conversations. Those type of conversations. Right. They don't even have diversity in the mission. Right. <laughs> so right. Right. Not, not even the 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 look of it yeah. is right. there. So then we. Were, literally talk to each other like is this right. fair and even as entrepreneurs a lot of mm-hmm. us are coaches and consultants right. what does that look like we still need encouragement and support and we still need to learn the ropes too where right. there was a lot of people who already still have skin in the game right. and we would like to learn from them so I think that was very helpful too so opening that door where we're not just picking a specific group where other people may want to jump from one thing to the right. next or want right. to learn more about that so that opportunity was there right and and that's why I, I Again, shout out to Mark Scott and the yes. Oshai Foundation mm-hmm. because they literally said to us, well, no, you decide. You yes. decide and for the, us, by us, right? A hundred percent. So that really made us feel like, all right, well, there is more to this than right. just the design. There's actually like carrying out this, hmm. the purpose, the hmm. very purpose of this group is by us as well. And I can tell you every single person on the oversight committee is, is so committed yes to this work that uh, whether it's 8 a.m or 7 p.m you let us know where how and when we'll be there and and that shows you that this is not just something that's you know that that's this is not just a platform yeah this is part of our identity everybody i know in the oversight committee but also a lot of the colleagues in the nonprofit mm-hmm. sector leaders of color mm-hmm. they're really really looking for a space like this i'm constantly having these conversations yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. with colleagues that i think are extremely talented they're looking for that mentorship that support mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. but that support is not me because well if you're looking for support and your area of focus right um i'm, I'm gonna say like higher education yeah i might be of help to you because my first master's degree was in higher education, so come to me, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. But if it's not higher ed, I might not be the best person for that right. support you're right. looking for. Mm-hmm. So then the platform comes in handy when you say, well, everybody, this is what I'm looking for. Mm-hmm. This is my you know, challenge. Who's here to support yeah. me? Yeah. And it becomes a space where nobody has to put on a filter. Right. You just speak your mind, and you get all that support, that mentorship. Yeah. From a space where you don't, again, have to lower your voice or look right and left to make sure you're surrounded by the right, you know, folks. Right. And, and this is what right. we're all about. So I think that that brings up a really great point, too. Like, um, you know, we often have conversations with people who have maybe recently moved to Buffalo mm-hmm. to this area or are considering it. Um, and something that that comes up time and time again is, OK, I'm new to Buffalo. I look around. I don't see that many people who look like me. I don't know a place to actually go where I can get support or even told, hey, this is where I go get my hair done or, hey, this is where you need to go. You know, something specific to um, my own culture. And Mm -hmm. so this is a conversation that comes up again. Where do we find these specific spaces? And I think mentorship hits on a lot of that as well, because. Um, there's been many conversations that I've had, even with someone like a Mark Scott, who, you know, people who are in different positions can really come in and tell you, Hey, might consider this, you know, or you might Mm -hmm. consider that, um, a former job of mine, I remember having a conversation around, you know, bringing people into roles, right? Mm -hmm. Like how do, how do they find opportunity? What would you do? And I remember speaking to, this was a older white man who said, you know what? When I need to fight, like say my kids are looking for a specific job, I call up my friend 
and say, hey, my kid is looking for a job. Can you get them an internship? Can you um, allow them to get an entry-level position? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. But a lot of the networks, there's a thing called the network gap, and we talk about it as it relates to different biases. There's a network gap that says, I can tell you how successful you're going to be depending on what zip code you live in. Mm -hmm. A lot of people of color struggle with that because we don't have the networks that can allow us these different type of ex experiences. And so I think this is also an opportunity for for people of color to come together and say, hey, we have these opportunities. Share this amongst your your groups or, mm -hmm. you know, share this among your um, your network. So mm -hmm. it sounds like this this um, this application and framework will be able to do that through the lockstep mm -hmm. um app but what else can we expect from it and so i know there's been a lot of conversations that are happening i yes. know of one that's happening tonight yes um a book club yes you know that's kind of happening so what yes. other things can people expect to to be able to get in touch with so personally um it's been a major learning curve for me okay. people put in different articles and different pieces that we learn about but also we have the book club but specifically for the book club we have um, places that we go eat at that's specifically okay. so BIPOC, mm -hmm. yeah. but it's it's um, run by or the food is prepared by people of color. Okay. Um, we try to utilize different spaces. So today they're at Princessa's Art Gallery mm. um, for um, utilizing the space. Yep. And they have a caterer, um, TC Catering, and she is phenomenal. So what Mark has done is like each time we have an event, it's specifically to enhance mm -hmm. the knowledge base of these different areas in the city of Buffalo that are run mm -hmm. by people of color mm -hmm. um, so that we can learn about them, know yeah. about them, yeah. utilize their services and things of that sort. So I think that's been a, a pretty huge right. thing because we went to Brothers. You know, he just shout we, out to um, Brothers and that mm -hmm. that lobster. Fried, that <laughs> yeah, fried we had lobster. That, that gumbo, too. That, shout, that, now I didn't try that gumbo. That, like the Rasta pasta or something oh, okay, like that. Okay, that okay. Oh, it was delicious. That fried lobster, I, my friends and I, we always say it has us in a chokehold. We got to go to Brothers at least once a week. Shout out to Brothers. Yes, and then the opportunity <laughs> of just other people of color. Like, I didn't know about the, um, what is it, the Olmstead Conservatory. Oh, yeah, yeah. Like, I yep. met some people there. So now when I was at another leadership event, I'm like, oh, my goodness. Hi, Z. How okay. are you? You know, okay. all these different people. So yeah. having that platform for other people to come in who are not just African-American sure. or Spanish, you know what I mean? Yeah. To come in and say, okay, now we're familiar. We're learning more about other organizations hmm. and what they do and how we can partner or things like that. So I think that's been very helpful. 100%. I, I feel yes. like in, by definition, we're living our mission. Okay. Mm -hmm. Because I, I have this conversation still like vivid in my mind where it's like one of those 8 a.m. meetings I'm driving to work while in the meeting, trying to like you know sort out my day. Multitasking. Yep. yep. And then I'm uh, like, hopefully you're paying attention to the road. Yeah, don't don't be an oh, yeah. attention. Okay. <laughs> and then you know we're talking about all right. Well, let's bring everybody from the community, all leaders of color, to get their feedback. And uh, Kuwa, I remember you being there in the first you know cohort yeah. that we were kind of surveying. Yeah. And we're talking about well, we're gonna take you know two hours of everybody's day. That's a lot of time. Let's do something in return, something mm -hmm. nice for them. Mm -hmm. And we're talking about gift cards. Mm -hmm. And every organization will tell you the same thing. The easiest way, it's an Amazon gift card because it's electronic, straight to their email. Yeah, you're just putting emails. That's easy, right? right? And then I remember I'm driving and I, I like struggled to unmute my phone and I said, well, hold on a minute. 
yeah. we're all about empowering the right. BIPOC community. Right, right. Why aren't mm -hmm. we giving gift cards to BIPOC-owned businesses? Sure, sure. Right. Because then we're living our mission. Sure, right. And literally, it, it was all everybody screaming. And yes, that makes sense. Hell yeah, mm -hmm. let's do it. Okay. And before I even got a chance to unmute again, it was said and done. Like, that's how we're moving okay. forward. Right, okay. right. So, so it, it, nothing about it, I, I want to say, is predetermined. Mm -hmm. um, it's all led it's for us, led okay. by us, right? Okay. Right. So, so that kind of spirit is always allowing us then to take it back to your question, hmm. Akua. Well, what else is out there? What hmm. else mm -hmm. is inside this platform? The platform right. is not sealed. Okay. There's right. nothing final about it. In fact, to your point, uh, I think Stephanie Pete brought up this point uh, at some point, one of our colleagues in the oversight yeah. committee. Yeah. And she said, well, I have a lot of friends in Rochester, a lot of friends out of town who come here for some of these events, but then the event is over and they look around like, all right, well, now what do I do? Where do we go? Right. Where we go? Yeah, yeah. And based on her comment, we thought, well, let's create now a group specifically for socializing. Where hmm. are those gems yes. inside the yes. Okay, yes. okay. Where do we go if we just want to have a okay. drink, we want to eat? Yeah. So like some of these things are constantly developing. Okay. Right. And it's, it doesn't end or stop there. It, it, I always say it's shaped by the environment. Right. Like awesome. the social unrest that started with the killing of George Floyd mm -hmm. was a tough time for all of us. Mm -hmm. Whether you're black, brown, Latino, it was a tough time because we did not know where Mm -hmm. to have those conversations sure. and how to have those conversations. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So the lockstep here comes in and offers this space in the sense that now we can create a group mm. that's solely focused on that one issue. Right. And then you're surrounded by individuals who share your background, your values. Right. And you're having this conversation and you're actually like learning and growing together. Okay. And, and this is why I say it's so valuable because most initiatives will begin and the beginning, it's almost like it's the outline is the blueprint for yeah, the end mm -hmm. yeah, because yeah. here is where yeah. we are. And it tells you right there, it's, it's, it's not even between the lines, it's in the lines mm -hmm. that this is as far as we'll go. Okay. So for Mark to come in um, and say, you guys tell me what makes sense. Yeah. Right. And he always goes back to the same thing, which I know Leah and I struggle with because we're both like nonprofit mindset oriented. Yeah. <laughs> and he said to us one day, oh, the, 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 the sky's the limit. Think big. And we're all like, well, but, but what, what is the cost? What about budget? What about, like, yeah. <laughs> quite know, literally. Are you sure? <laughs> right. You know. I, 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 right. I remember we're all looking at each yeah. other like, but. Like, sky's the limit. What does that mean? What's yeah. the budget? What's the catch? Right. What's the catch? Yeah. Right? <laughs> and I think that's a big, you know, yeah. big shout out to Oshai Foundation for that. Because I know I've been engaged with them before there was the Rockwood yeah. conversation. Yeah. They were hosting sessions for leaders of color and saying, hey, we're going to take everybody out to this conference center right. in Java, New York, Beaver mm -hmm. Hollow. We don't have an agenda, you know, this is just for leaders of color to come together, to have respite even, like, you mm -hmm. know, you can stay overnight, this is on our dime, yeah. and fostering those type of conversations. That doesn't happen that often, right? And 100%. it's needed. It's, and it is it's needed. So needed. needed. And I just want to say, too, um, we got to shout out Tala um, Hardin. Tala, oh my goodness, she's the glue that keeps us together 100%. with the Oversight Committee, and I just want to say she's done a phenomenal job with putting out a newsletter, too, okay. also to our community um, for Lockstep, and she 
highlights mm-hmm. um, the leaders, things we may not even know. Like a lot of people didn't know that I had a book coming out and she actually came to my office. Shout out to you too for that. L- Come on listen, now. Listen, listen. Don't, don't just keep out here. over that because yes. I'm like, she got a book coming out. Yes. yes. And Tyler was like, listen, this is big. Like I want the community to know about yeah. this within lockstep because it's important and it talks about trauma and, and different things, you okay. know, and maybe some things that people didn't know about me. Right. You know, and some of the struggles, but um, just her being able to have the ability hmm. to come out and do those visuals, not just photos, but videos, and then ask the important questions yeah. about what we want to know as leaders about other people. So I just want to um, just shout out to her because she provides that, that how can I say, um, that platform for us sure. to feel comfortable sure. to want to share. And she puts it together and so celebrating nicely. those yes. type of wins because yes. I think that's the yes. other piece is yes. like, you know, often – you know, you got a lot of different things that are going on, but having a group where you can even celebrate the things that you're you're doing or accomplishing is really important mm-hmm. as well. So yes. shout out to both of y'all. Be, and shout out to the oversight committee um, on the lockstep application that's going to be coming out. to. When is this coming out to folks? When can they expect, you know, to be able to access it? I know a lot of people might be excited after hearing this, like, hey, I got to get in on this. So uh, Our press release should go out next week, early next week, okay. yes. for the official launch of the platform. Okay. Um, we've been working with the beta group for the last almost eight months now. Yeah. Uh, but we're finally in a position where we've collected enough feedback okay. to create a platform that's not just serving the purpose, but it's also user-friendly. Yes. Mm. Uh, because sometimes the right conversations are the right conversations, but there are the spaces where they're being had yeah. are not welcoming. They're not the right spaces, okay. not safe. So our very mission and value focused on safety, authenticity, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. transparency. Mm-hmm. So we wanted to make sure that we're living those values. We're creating a platform that actually check all these things okay. before we take it out. And that's when we finally felt like, okay, this is time. Right now we all have right. a little bit over 120 members in the mm-hmm. platform Amazing. in the beta. Um, and growing and growing Um, (laughs) just added brandy earlier today shout out to brandy (laughs) and and brandy my my good friend is part of it now but again now that we're ready to open it when when it does open because the emphasis here is bipoc okay um leaders Mm -hmm. what we want to do is create a way for us to make sure that it is actually just bipoc Mm -hmm. okay Mm -hmm. so even from the oshai side just to show you how committed they are to this group only BIPOC staff from OSHAI Foundation are actually in the platform. Wow. Yes. So, yep. so wow. truly BIPOC yeah. for BIPOC, yep. by BIPOC. Yes. And, and this is where we are right now. Hopefully when we officially launch it next week, everybody, all of us in this platform will be able to invite, like mass invite everybody. So okay. look yes. on your LinkedIn. Okay. Uh, if, you, if you follow me, if you find me on LinkedIn, you're going to see it on LinkedIn. Okay. Um, all of us will be putting through yes. our social media. And I'll be on the social media handles. Durgam is only on LinkedIn, but I am on Facebook, <laughs> Instagram, Twitter. Um, um, Durgam. You'll, you'll find me. <laughs> okay. So what if I, he said, look, look me up on LinkedIn. He, he said, I ain't got all Send the rest. Send an email. I ain't got all the rest I, of those. I, I actually like... This is probably the best platform to have this conversation. I was one of those people who walked away from Facebook okay. after the like mm-hmm. the 2016 election. Okay. 
because I started to realize who's who's with the program and who's who owns not. data and all that extra. That's another podcast. That's a we whole have, other. That's another podcast, podcast we have to get into. But it was tough for me to realize that Facebook wasn't a safe space for me. Ah, uh, and I okay. walked away from it okay. in 2016. Never had a Facebook since. Okay. Um, and I've only stuck to LinkedIn because it's more filtered. That makes sense. Yeah. You need now, to write an opt-in on that and put it into the platform and talk about it. Some yeah. people may agree with you. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Yes. So, so again, taking it back to this platform. This is finally a, a place where people don't have to feel like they have to jeopardize their comfort okay. for the sake of having a real good conversation. Okay. Or so. jeopardize their jobs or yeah. jeopardize anything else where they just maybe want to vent, yeah. where they may be looking for um, new employment, mm. um, where they just need support mm -hmm. and where they just want to enhance their skills or learn new things. Yeah. I mean, the opportunities are endless there. This actually just reminds me of a recent conversation I had on Lockstep mm -hmm. where one of the members in the platform, though, again, it's just a beta, but I, I talk a lot about my constant challenge of balancing my uh, executive MBA program and being working full time mm -hmm. and newly married, and it's chaotic in my life. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But one of the members on the platform reached out and said, well, I'm looking for an MBA program, mm -hmm. and I was thinking of this college. What do you think? And they asked me from my background in higher education rather than being in a program. Being itself. in a specific, right. Yeah, right. And, I, and my thought to them was immediately, mm -hmm. well, sure, I do have this knowledge, but let me tell you my like lived experience that I'm in right now. Right. And I shared with them that after being in professionally working for five years and going back for a second master's degree, it was a tough decision for me to invest that much money in a program mm -hmm. for the second time. Right. Mm -hmm. And the second time I became selective because, and, and that's why my message is you don't have to spend two years and take a whole lot of loans mm -hmm. to be selective okay. mm -hmm. to learn mm -hmm. my experience here. Take it from me. Take it, right. take it. And that, I think, you know, that's a major resource in itself, right? right. Being able to learn from other people. They always talk about humans having the ability to learn from other people. And mm -hmm. usually we don't, right? We have to make our own mistakes, mistakes to kind of learn. Right. But yeah. this sounds like it's another 100%. opportunity to even to, to, you know, even do that. So. Yeah. I want to thank y'all for coming on. I think that's been a lot of great information for folks that are looking to, um, you know, get onto this this application. It'll be out next week. Can't yep. wait to hear yes. more about it. We'll have to give people an update after you open it up to other folks. We'd love to. Um, yes. We always end with a gem of the day. So I'm going to open up the floor to one of you. Who wants to start first? Leah, Leah? please lead us. Oh, Derek, just put me on Look, the spot. Look, he put you okay. on the spot. <laughs> I just say... Um, to whom much is given, much is required. Okay. And um, we've been blessed with a lot. And um, we have it and we need to give it. And so I just like to say um, that I'm just giving back to my community what was given to me mm. as I was growing up. And um, I'm happy to do it. And I feel fulfilled doing that. Awesome. Thank you for sharing that. You're welcome. Durgan, what you got? Mine is, and it's something I've been living by for a long time, especially coming to this country as a refugee. Mm -hmm. And if I may share with you the refugee's secret, almost every refugee comes with the secret to this country, mm. which is we all believe that America is either New York City or it's California. Okay. There's nothing in between. Right. And then you come in with this huge house with a huge front yard and backyard enough to put a soccer field behind it. Mm. And that money grows on a tree. You don't have to work. You just have mm -hmm. this money. Wow. Every refugee, I don't care if you're coming from Asia, Africa, Europe, South America, all of us come with the same notion. How? Why? Hmm. No idea. Hmm. It's just a common belief. Mm -hmm. 
and then coming in here and just realizing that life is not what I thought it was going yeah, to be. Yeah. And the setback that my family and I had to go through and having to struggle to be where we are today. Mm. That to me, what really got me through it is this, again, that this kind of uh, inspirational thing that every setback is a setup for a comeback. Hmm. That's so right. Okay. That has always been leading me through my way, whether it's in my career and my personal life. Mm-hmm. You cannot expect life to be perfect. Yeah. Setbacks will happen. They will come. Expected may they be or not, mm-hmm. they will be there. Mm-hmm. But having the mindset and the attitude that the comeback will follow, yeah. mm-hmm. it's almost like the light at the end of the tunnel for all of us. And as, uh, as a, a new American, as a refugee, I know that got me through a lot of disappointments, a awesome. lot of setbacks. Yeah. So I, if, if you're listening somewhere, if you're watching somewhere, this is my message. Awesome. Okay. Yes. Y'all were sprinkling gems, you know, along the way, but <laughs> I really love how you're, you're ending the conversation. Um, last thing, where can we find you? Durgham, I know you're only on LinkedIn, so... Unfortunately, shout out! Now. Shout out the LinkedIn. <laughs> shout out! <laughs> find me on LinkedIn, Durgam Aliasiri. It's phonetically spelled, so just take a shot at it. Uh, <laughs> take a shot. <laughs> or I can spell it Durgam D U R G H A M is my first name, yes. and my last name is Aliasiri A L Y A S I R I. I always say my last name ends with Siri, iPhone Siri. So when you see oh, it, there you, know you go. It. See? There you go. Yes. Okay, so they're, they're going to find you. Easily. They're going to find you. Easily. On LinkedIn. <laughs> yep. Leah, where can we find you? Yes, well, I am on um, Facebook, Instagram, <laughs> Twitter, the World Wide Snapchat? Web. No, yep. not the no, World not Wide Snapchat. Web. Not oh, Snapchat, okay. but I'm on, line, I'm on TikTok, Leah. though. I'm on TikTok. Oh, TikTok, okay. My 13-year-old just put me on there. But okay. at Leah Angel Daniel, and I just want to say that um, my book uh, will be released shout um, the book okay title nationally. you got to give it yes. give it give it all give nationally it all. october 20th i shall not be moved my extraordinary journey from mm. trauma to triumph it will be in barnes and nobles amazon and books a million um, i will have a book signing um, in the galleria mall shout out to latricia davis um, i will be having my book signing at her store okay. november 1st from 6 p.m. to 8 p.m. and this event will be on my social media platform so i Hope to see you all there. Um, This book is juicy, as my girl Deetra Trueheart would say. Um, You do not want to miss out on um, grabbing this and support. Support me. Let's support. So, you know, like I support you all. So, um, I'm looking forward to it and thank you for allowing me to share. Of course, of course. And congratulations on that. That's no, you know, small feat. And I don't know how she does it. She's a mom. Listen, we can go through the list of all the things that she does. You can stop at mom. Listen, well, we could we could stop we at could, mom. Right? We could stop at mom. But so, congratulations on that. You. Super excited. Congratulations. Um, and we'll have to shout that out on our social media when it's yes, released. Thank so you. make sure you hit us on that too. So yes. thank you for having us. Thank you for yes. coming. We really enjoyed it's the conversation today. Yeah. And we will see you next week. Thank Looking you. Looking forward to it. Peace, y'all. Bye. Thank you.